Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I am your host, Damon Pastalka, and I am so glad, so excited, honored to have Ira Bowman here today. And we're going to be talking about building your business with networking. Ira, thanks for being here today, my friend. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's always good to see you, Damon. Yes, yes, man. Well, I'm excited today because we're going to talk about a couple things. I've got a couple. And, and I think we're going to be talking about building your business with networking. you got some great experience in this. We're going to talk about your history. You're going to talk about how you've been using your network for a long time, how you're building it, how it's changed. And i got some got some other not-so common questions a little bit little might little to be a little bit touchy here we might throw me out you're gonna throw me out there well and we might we might upset a few folks here when we're talking about this but i but i want to get a few things out there so hey tell us a little bit about your history ira you started off in the print industry you were in that print industry for a long time and let's talk about that a little bit okay so yeah i started back at 23 years old (laughs) sorry to imagine but it's true uh, in the print business. And when I joined, I was really just selling hardware. So I was a hardware sales rep in the Bay Area of California. And I was selling large format equipment, plotters is what we called them, but we were selling oh, yeah. large printers to architects, engineer, HVAC companies, um, some government, you know, colleges and universities and stuff like that. But basically, it was in the design space. So if you're a construction design build anywhere in there, or you're in, um, aviation so like nasa aerospace type stuff or um defense missile contracts and you know that yeah you know, that stuff that's what that's where that was my whole world and uh from there as my family grew i have eight kids i know for those of you who don't know me I, I did say eight yeah i know how that happens i don't watch enough tv but uh i had eight kids so as the family was growing i actually didn't finish my degree because at 23 years old i was still a senior at san jose state mm-hmm but we started having kids and my wife and I wanted to buy a house. I couldn't afford a house with what I was making at the time in California. So we ended up moving to Ohio and I was doing the same work just out in Ohio. But uh, anyways, we kind of developed this pattern of as our family grew and we needed more money, let's see what our options are. And I just followed the job. Mm-hmm. So until 2013, when online schools really became a, a good option for me, that's when I finally graduated and got my bachelor's degree was in 2013. But um, yeah, it took me 19 years to graduate college, which is awesome. But it wasn't because I'm totally stupid. It was just because uh, life got in the way, interrupted. Yeah. But uh, anyways, through that process of working in the print business, I started working for some of these companies that did more than just sell the equipment. They also had print shops. And so that's where I got into the graphic design. 
And then okay. um, I got into social media really heavy in 2018. I joined LinkedIn in 2009. That's where it started. But in 2018, in May of 2018, in fact, I had 1,520 connections. And uh, if you looked around LinkedIn at that time, a lot of people had 500 or so. So yeah. 1520, I felt like, man, I've got this LinkedIn thing like licked. You know what I mean? I'm doing good. But uh, I actually ended up talking to Mike O'Connor, who's my friend. And we had connected a few years prior, back in 2016 is when we originally connected. And so he had made a post on LinkedIn. It was a video post. And at the end of it, he said, hey, if you're smart, call me. And I had a two and a half hour commute at that time. I was living in a town called Manteca. And I was working in San Francisco. So I had a two and a half hour commute. So I said, hey, I got time. So I called. I called him and we talked the whole way from San Francisco back to Manteca that day until I got to my driveway. And then I remember saying, hey, I got to go. I got to eat dinner. But uh, in that call, what he explained to me, which I had no concept of, and I really think this is one of two things that people need to grasp to really take advantage of social media, to understand how LinkedIn specifically works. And it's different than every other platform is this concept of first, second, and third level connections. I had no idea how that worked. Basically, my mentality on LinkedIn, which was encouraged by the platform, if you remember back then, was if you didn't know somebody, you didn't connect with them, right? You had to know. Yep. Them. yep. Also, because I was selling at that time again in the Bay Area, I was back. I had made this big circle and made it back to the Bay Area. So, if you were not an architect, engineer, construction, or something along those lines in the San Francisco Bay Area, my thought was, why the hell would I want to connect with you? Mm-hmm can't buy anything from me i don't know you why would you want to see my posts and frankly i wasn't posting that much anyways i was mostly yeah. using it as a research tool but in 2018 i did start to figure out that as the economy had changed and people were as they were retiring or moving on and leaving a company they weren't being replaced as much what was happening is people that were already there were basically being given more to do so more hats per person that kind of happened um i think everybody's used to that mm -hmm. now and it was kind of a new phenomenon so it's like okay the people that you used to be able to get to go to lunch or dinner or go play golf and those types of things as a sales rep you would basically be giving them perks and they would give you their time it was a trade right like yeah i was as the sales guy i was expected to comp or pay for you know, whatever we were going to do, whether that be, you know, a golf outing or again, whatever. But I was finding that that was less and less um, successful as a sales strategy to meet people, cold call people because they were busy. They just didn't have the time. And in San Francisco specifically, but any major metropolitan area, I think now when you go to try to cold call, and this was all pre pandemic, of course, but yeah, everything was locked down. Forget gatekeeper. Think of, you know, the, the actual door to the building is locked and you got to be yep. buzzed and or you've got um, these elevators that you can't get up because you don't mm -hmm. have a card. Somebody's got to let you up. Well, they're not just going to let you up. You have to tell them who you're there to see. And, you know, a lot of them ask if you have an appointment. Well, it was just becoming a waste of time. It was not a it was not a good strategy as it had been for my whole career. So cold call. There was a point in my career, Damon, where I was making 30 to 50 cold calls every single day in person. Yeah. And I was pretty good at it. And I made, I fed, fed my family that way. And I lived that way. But in 2018, it kind of came to a head to me. That conversation with Mike helped 
because it was at the right time. I was open to it because I knew that I needed social media to help me reach my audience. So at that time, I was already making videos. I was doing um, video demonstrations of products. I was showing mm -hmm. products online. And so I had, I had done that. But 1,520 connections is not a lot, as it turns out. So when I learned this, and this is the thing I learned. I could be connected to you, whether you're in Seattle, or I can be connected to somebody who's in India, or think of the scariest in your mind, wherever you're most scared to connect with people, because they're like, they're going to steal my data, they're going to try to rip me off, you're just like, yeah, totally scared of them in your mind. And that's where I think a lot of us were back then, at least I was, like, hey, I don't want to connect with people in Pakistan, or people in India, or people in Nigeria, or wherever, because, you know, the only thing I knew about those places was there's hackers there and they're going to try and steal my stuff. That's what mm -hmm. I was. But what I learned is this, you can connect with people anywhere. They are a conduit. Even if you never talk to them, even if they could never buy from you, which most people will not ever be able to buy from you, but being connected to them opens up the board. I have an analogy. If you guys will bear with me for one minute. Remember video games back in the eighties and nineties, the eight bit graphics, super old like think original zelda and games like that where it was squares and inside the square sometimes you play these games where you had like a lantern or a flashlight or something and you could only see a little bit of the board you would turn yep. and you could see more of it now sometimes in the game as it would progress you could get a stronger lantern or light source and now you could see more of the board and that's exactly how linkedin works and a lot of people don't know this so this is what i mean by learn first second and third and what it actually means when you connect to somebody like me or you who have a large network, what you're doing is you're connecting to not only our first level connections, but you're also connecting to our second level connections. Those become your seconds and your thirds. So now you can see more of the board. But not only can you see more of the board, now they all of a sudden can see you. So here's a, here's a challenge for people. Type in hashtag innovation on LinkedIn. And look at the results that you get. Now, just so you know, hashtag innovation is the second largest hashtag on all of LinkedIn. It's only surpassed by hashtag India. But I want to prove something to you. I guarantee you that the results that you see are going to be first, second, and third level connections. You're not going to see anything past the third. But there's 38 million people or so using the hashtag innovation. I promise you, there's a lot of content out there that you're not seeing because you're not connected first, second, or third level connection to these folks. The content is there. You just can't see it because your flashlight or your lantern is not big enough. So what Mike shared with me that was a paradigm shifter for me changed my whole perspective. And it changed, honestly, the future of me and everybody I've helped since with Project Help You Grow and Home Digital Media, which we'll get into in a minute, I'm sure. But um, what that has done is that has changed my mindset. So I went from 15 and 1,520 connections so now I have 30,000, which is the maximum. Actually, technically right now, I have 29,999. I do have one open slot. But anyways, you have 30,000 open slots. And you want to fill them. Because if you don't fill them, you're wasting the space. Here's why. That's however many you take, however many you have. So let's say in my case, I had 1,520. I have 30,000 slots. So that means I'm wasting 28,480 slots. Mm -hmm. They're they're available to me if I just connect them and you can disconnect anybody. So I get some of this like, hey, well, what if they spam me or whatever? Well, what if they do? And just disconnect with them. No problem. Mm -hmm. right? But connect with as many as you can. 
and connect with people from all over, different industries, different regions, because the more you connect and interconnect, it's like the web, then you're going to see more of LinkedIn and that's going to help you not only to be seen when you make posts, but also when you're doing your research. So what, here's what happened in May of 2018, I had 20, I had 1,520 connections by the end of 2018. I had 25,000. By February of 2019, I maxed out at the 30,000. And that year, 2019, I got to 100,000 followers. Well, in May of 2020, I got furloughed at work. That sucked. I had 150,000 followers. Though. That didn't suck. Yeah. So June, in June of 2020, when I got laid off, my job is gone. It gave me something that I never needed before. But now it was like an insurance policy that I cashed in. Because I had this apparatus built, a lot of people could see me. I could see them. I was able to open Bowman Digital Media instead of trying to open a print shop, which would have cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not over a million dollars, which I would have had to put my house up. I didn't have a million dollars in the bank. Yeah, not just hanging around. Right. So because of the overhead cost to, to open a, a, a truly successful print shop, you have to have the right equipment. And then you have to have staff. It just cost mm -hmm. money, money, money. And I didn't have that. But my digital media space, the business that I created, I basically was able to start on a shoestring budget of just three grand to get Bowman Digital Media off the ground from zero to, to making money. It just cost me three, three grand. But the thing that people bought and that they continue to buy from me is this organic reach. We're not talking about PPC stuff here. We're talking about organic. When I make posts on behalf of my clients, it's seen by hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would have never had if I would have continued to be of the mindset that I had back in 2018 before I talked to Mike. Now I've learned a lot since then, but that that was the precipice. That was the that was the paradigm changer. And that's the thing that I'm about to give a TED talk at the end of the month. And that's the yep. thing that I want people to understand so that you can get that first, second, and third level understanding how it actually works. And Think of the 30,000 open slots as a resource that you're not utilizing so that you have anxiety or some type of pressure like, hey, why am I wasting this resource? It's given to me. You know, 30,000 mm -hmm. is a lot, but the opportunity cost of not filling in those slots, it, I think, far exceeds the value of what people have. They've either never thought about it or they've never understood the opportunity cost of not filling those seats. I think people think of, well, I don't need to be a superstar or celebrity. It's like, it's not about that. This is just about getting your message. Why are you on LinkedIn? When you make a post, you want people to see it. You want people to engage with it. Well, they have to, they have to, they have to have access to you. And the way this works, you know, with the Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation, everybody yeah. understands that, right? But on LinkedIn, it's three. You only get yeah. three levels. So yeah. if you're not within three levels of a person, they're not going to see it. And here's another thing as a sales rep. I ran into this all the time. Let's say you're the owner of Exit Your Way, right? And I want to sell to you. But you're like, I'm not going to connect with that guy, Ira, because he's a sales guy. He's just going to try and sell me something. So I send mm -hmm. you a connection request and you reject it. So you never see my stuff because we're not connected. But I connect to Mike O'Connor or anybody else that you're connected to. Now we're second level connections because you're connected to him and I'm connected to him. So we're second level. At second level, my stuff's going to show up in your feed. You can tell people you see my stuff all the time, right? Mm -hmm. But 
we're directly connected. But anyways, even if we're not first level, second level, third level, yeah. the algorithm will use my uh, content as part of what it shows you because my content is getting a lot of engagement, right? Yeah. And that's the thing about the 30,000 that people don't think about the opportunity cost. It's not just directly your post and who's commenting on it and seeing it in your feed. It's who's seeing it in their feed. As a sales rep in 2019, when I went from 1,520 to 30,000 and got to 100,000 followers in that year, I made more money from appointments that I solely generated from LinkedIn than that I had made by doing in-person cold calls. It was the first year where that became true. In 2019, I exceeded my sales revenue from LinkedIn generated leads or prospects that converted over to when you're when you're selling for the print business print yeah, yeah print 2018 most of my growth for 2018 came from linkedin but my overall sales still was from traditional methods but mm -hmm. 2019 is where for me it became the opposite now 2020 was interesting because 2020 i'd switched jobs so i was down here in la from the bay area i'd come to work for a company called arc or arc you guys are familiar with that. It's the largest reprographics company in the United States. And it was actually the second time I worked for them. But when I came down here, you know, all of my business came from LinkedIn. Every single new client that I got came from people who knew me on LinkedIn. I was getting tons of referrals. And then obviously when I got furloughed and then laid off and I opened Omen Digital Media, I didn't have to spend, and I still have not spent a single penny in marketing dollars because I don't need to. I get enough organic reach when I make posts and I do what's called social selling, which is something that we could talk about too, because this is the other part of my strategy that, that really helps with the with the networking is it's not just pitch, 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 right? Yeah. I'm not sending out direct mail. So a lot of you guys are buying these lead lists, you're, you know, they call them lead gen and you're buying these lists and you're emailing and SMSing and all this stuff. And some people are open to that, but a lot of those people you irritate. What I'm getting with my posts is I'm getting, I'm building basically a referral army. What happens is I educate people on what I do and I'll say something like about SEO or blog writing or photography or graphic design or website building. But, you know, we have six different services that fall in digital media. So I'll talk about one of the services and sometimes I'll show examples of our work. But then what happens is the people who read my content, they'll go, oh, okay, this is what he does. And they start to understand it. Because usually when you tell people, SEO, they look at you with a blank stare in their face. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, but they don't know what the heck that really means. So we educate them on what it means in the post. Then what happens is I'll get direct mail uh, from people saying, hey, you know what? So-and-so is looking for somebody to help them with SEO or so-and-so needs a website. And sometimes it'll just be uh, they'll tag somebody in the comment section of one of my posts. Like, hey, so-and-so, did you see this? Ira is somebody I would recommend that you talk to. Anyways, yeah. A lot of my business that way. Now, in 2020, that was the number one way I got my business. But I wanted to talk to you today, too, because traditional networking is coming back. Yes. Face-to-face -face yeah. and virtual networking is coming back off LinkedIn. And so in 2022, so far, I've actually made more money from clients generated off of LinkedIn than on LinkedIn. Yeah, interesting trend. So I do want to talk about that today if we if we can. Yeah, that's I, because that's one of the things that I did want to talk about because and, and I think it's it's interesting when you talk about your background, Ira. I mean, you 
you didn't grow up a digital guy. I mean, no. you were you were face to face, pounding yeah. the streets, cold calls, right? Yeah. And and this leather. is what I wearing think. out the leather, man. The yeah, leather wearing out the, the leather, streets. exactly. And yeah. and when when people think of you today, they think Ira, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever's going on. But what they yeah. don't see, and I, what I'd like to talk some about today is use a combination. I mean, you're not just you're not just digital. You're meeting people in person. You're doing networking in person. Traveling. I'm traveling. I'm traveling. Every month yeah. I'm going somewhere and doing some traveling. Yep. Yep. So how do you think? And this is great. Let's lead into this. So, you know, we, we were kind of shut down the last couple of years on and off, whatever. And yeah. and now things are kind of getting to where you can travel again. You can do this network in person networking. How are you seeing the networking change? Because I know we went, you know, hard digital. And and now we're I, I I personally don't think we're going back completely like we were before, but yeah, I no, think there's gonna be some middle thing. ground. There's some yeah, middle there's ground here that we're gonna see. Well, here's what I did. So back in 2021, I was really not looking to replace LinkedIn. I was trying to insulate myself in case there was LinkedIn hiccups. You know, you see yeah, people yeah, get yeah. put in jail or whatever, you know, where they're not allowed to have access to their, their account and they post and Frankly, in 2021, if I didn't have LinkedIn, I would have starved to death. Yeah. But I knew that it's smart to diversify and not have all your eggs in one basket. So I said, okay, what can I do to help my business grow that um, will augment or complement my social media efforts? Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I did was actually start focusing on other platforms. Instagram, you mentioned that earlier. And I'm so proud. I got 101,000 followers right now on Instagram. It's growing, but now I've got two accounts with my LinkedIn and my Instagram that are over six figure followings. And that is huge. But I had a bigger vision than just that. I was like, okay. So in person stuff, understanding my history for 20 years of selling, I did everything face to face. I'm like, what can I do to kind of get back some of that? Cause I'm good at it. I like it. Mm -hmm. I'm a relationship builder. So when I'm on social media, and you've seen it. We've known each other forever. Um, you know, I'm not just the the surface guy who's going to say the platitude and agree. You know, I don't take the cheesy ways out. I'm I'm really I want to get to know people and I want them to know me. I've been sharing about my daughter, which you know some people don't like, but a lot of people love it. I'm a real person, for better or for worse, right? Mm -hmm. I love that about the in person. So I said, how can I get some of that with the pandemic? Of course. But one of the things that I have um, brought on to Bowman Digital Media is my love of photography. So I do professional photography and video services as part of it. And why? Because you have to be there. So the travel in the beginning of 2021 for me was going to clients and doing photography and video shoots for their websites, for their social media and things like that. But since January of this year, I've been going at least once a month to networking, in-person networking events. So I went to uh, Florida in January. I've been to Utah. I've been to Vegas. Um, I'm getting ready this month at the end of the month to go to Philadelphia. And then I'm going to Dallas right after that in May. And then in the middle of May, I'm going to Hawaii. And so some of those are commercial shoots. One of those is a... Um, one of those is a networking event and one of them is my TED talk, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got different travels, but in 2021 to go along with the travel, to go along with the Instagram, focusing on the Instagram growth. The other thing I did is I actually sought out networking 
traditional networking opportunities or groups, if you will, that I can yeah. join and network. And so one of them I joined is called um, High Rise Network. In High Rise, when I was doing my research, High Rise was billed as a local group of like 20 or so business owners um, mm -hmm. per region. So, and what I liked about it, they, they had this thing where I'm marketing. Okay. So no other marketing people would be in my 20 circle, right? It would be me and a bunch yeah. of other people who do a bunch of other things, but I wouldn't have any direct competition in my group. And the idea is you form relationships and you guys can help each other symbiotic passing of referrals and work with each other and all that stuff. And that has been great, but high rise also has a national component, which has been amazing. And so we get together uh, virtually every Friday and we have uh, an hour long thing where they have breakout sessions. It's a lot of fun. You get to meet people. Anyways, it's just relationship building. Mm -hmm. So that was high rise. And then I joined another one, which is a private organization, but the private organization that I joined has about 1400 members. And this is actually something I'm, I want to talk to you about because I think that you would like joining this too, but that one, like Joe Stepke just joined it, right? Mm -hmm. He's been in it for a couple months and I just invited Virginia um, Tarnowski to join too. Again, these are people that I admire and respect. And I think that, that it would, having them in the group would help the group, but also having them in the group will help them. And so mm -hmm. um, anyways, that one, when I joined, it was more of a international, national type level. But I've also found there's a there's a local component here in Southern California of about 30 members, 30 of those 13, 1400 mem members actually live here in, in Southern California. So we're doing stuff more locally than I thought we were going to. But that's giving me like the opportunity where I'm going to Dallas uh, here at the beginning yeah. of May. Um, I'm going to be staying at a professional football player's house. Well, that's I'm cool. Gonna be, I'm going to be meeting with you know, 12 other people. We're doing some financial training. So my um, CFO level financial training. Mm -hmm. So it'll help me as I try to build my knowledge base so I can run my business better. And so... The whole point of it was to have opportunities to get together in person with other high performing professionals who are, you know, entrepreneur minded and, you know, trying to accomplish some of the same things I am, even if they're in different industries. And so mm -hmm. when I originally started in 21, I thought, well, I'm probably just going to stick with one or the other. But honestly, both have been so darn amazing. And I've decided, you know what, I'm just going to stick with both of them forever. Uh, yeah. They've both paid for themselves many, many times over. The, the the membership fee to join both was under two grand for both. You know, yeah. I mean, it, was, it wasn't a huge investment. But I got, I got business. The high-rise network one, I, I think my membership fee on that one was $1,500. And three days after joining, I had a client sign up for $2,500 a month. That first membership, that first monthly membership that he paid paid for the whole year and then an extra grand. Yeah. He was he was with me, I think, for eight months at twenty five hundred dollars a month. So like I said, I I made so much money. And then now this other one, this this one that's um private, uh I've got business not only I actually got business from them to redo their organization's website. That okay. paid for the membership all by itself, but many of my clients have come from these. So you know, I think if people are are looking for ways to to capture new business, to meet new people, to make new 
professional friendships, you know, obviously networking works, but it, it can be done online and it can be done in person. And there's, there's options on how you do it. Find a group that, you know, fits your personality, whether you're trying to do everything over video. Most of these meetings that we're doing and both of these networking groups that I've joined are a lot over video, right? Yeah. So you have to get together in person. If you're still worried about COVID and, you know, any of that stuff, you, you can do a lot of this, you know, virtually. But I personally, because I've been vaccinated and I know how to you know, wash my hands and wear a mask, I'm not, I'm not bashful about going yeah. and meeting people in person. And it, that's what it takes. It takes relationships. You've got to get past the... Once, once you know somebody on it, let's, I'm going to say, have a beer with them or, you know, yeah. have, you know, break bread, you know, you, you, once you're comfortable that they're, they're a real person, you will find it's much easier to do business with them. Right. Yeah. And so I use this phrase all the time. They got to know, like, and trust you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to, and this is true on LinkedIn and these groups, like Joe Steppy, when he joined the private group that I'm in, okay, I introduced him to a bunch of people. And I said, you guys can trust Joe. And I said the same thing to Joe. Like, Joe, you can trust these guys. I vetted them. They're borrowing the credibility of the person making the referral. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily have to have a mile-long track record to do business with somebody as long as somebody that you trust or they, they trust has given you, you know, that, that license to trust. Yeah. So. And when you look at it, I think – talking about you know how you built your business with networking how you're doing it 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 is it is really using the techniques that you learned many many years ago not to make it sound like it's that long but as you as you were you know you were cold calling you were building relationships you're doing and and meshing that with the way that you can build relationships digitally now and then even further making that work differently with the the hybrid kind of stuff you're doing now where you're seeing people in person when you can, you're seeing them online when you can't, or when it, when it makes sense. Because I think as I look at networking, that's really what we've, we're, we're morphing into now is it's, it's not just happening online. It's happening in person, but we're getting the flexibility that didn't allow because five years ago, you either went to a networking event or you, you didn't. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, I don't know if you're, I know you and I've talked about this because you, like I said, you and I are friends. We, we've worked yeah. together. Okay. Yeah. So you know, you know way more about me than, than most people. Remember this, when I started networking at networking events, when I was 23 years old, right? I thought the goal was to take your stack of business cards. Let me grab my number. It'll be kind of funny. So I would, I would go into a, a networking event with like a stack of cards, right? Yep. And my goal was to get one of these suckers in everybody's hand. And I thought if, if I could just do that, it's a success, right? So what I learned over quickly, like that doesn't actually produce sales. It makes yeah. you feel good. It's like the job seeker who applies for 500 jobs a day. And they feel, wow, I've got this great shot of earning a job because I made 500 applications. Mm -hmm. Really what they've done is flame out 500 times. They just don't realize it because you couldn't make a good impression. You didn't, you didn't yeah. build any relationships. There's no rapport building right so what i learned along the way in the in the face-to-face -face networking long long ago was that it wasn't a race to get my card in everybody's hand it was a race to get to know five or six people and so i actually 
I'll tell you quickly about a strategy that I used to use. If I could get the attendee list, who was coming to a networking event, who signed up the RSVP. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would go on LinkedIn, you know, try to find five or six good, what I thought were prospects, memorize what their face looks like so that I could see them in the crowd and pick them out. And then I would go and I would start a casual conversation with them. They would think that I was more interesting because I knew a little bit about what they were interested in. I was talking about that, but it was really because I was good at doing my homework. But that's how that's how I'd start to do it. So now on these networking groups, whether you're you're online or you're in person, what I try to do is have a real conversation. And the answer to the question is not how many names that you can get. It's how many people will remember your name when it's over. Yeah. And what we both know, because we've talked about this, is you have two ears and one mouth. So when you're in those networking situations, what you really want to do is ask questions and get them talking because they won't remember what you said as much as they're going to remember how you made them feel. So if you can make them feel like, hey, that guy was fun to talk to. Now, when you go to call and ask for that appointment or you send that email for that appointment, they'll be like, yeah, that guy was fun. Yeah. Or that guy was just trying to sell me something that I don't ever want to talk to him again. And that's where people are making their mistake, whether it be online or in person. You see it all the time. People are shooting their shot way too early they're leading people send me connection requests with their pitch in the in the request to connect Mm -hmm. them like if you're going to pitch me and spam me before we're even connected why the heck on god's green earth would i ever want to connect with you so you could spam me even more like that's Mm -hmm. my i say thank you for doing that because that lets me know that you're not the kind of person i want to connect with i want to connect with people like you damon that will ask me how I'm doing that'll send me leads that will give me advice and that will participate and engage with me as we travel life together. And and we do that. I mean, if people are paying attention, you're in my comments all the time. I'm in your comments all the time. Why? Because you're not selfish at all. And that's the kind of relationships that people really need to look at and try to model to be successful. And again, I don't care if that's online or in person. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. The psychology is the same. Mm-hmm. I think that's where people are making the mistake in marketing, especially on social media. Is they're, well, they're going I, straight for the kill. I've been giggling here because I, recently I've been sending messages to people because I want to talk to people. I, there's a lot of interesting people. Yeah. And, and I talk to people just because they're interesting. I like to get people interesting guests on the show here. I and like just Friday, to talk to Friday shows are amazing. Yeah. Like, Friday. I mean, I just like to talk to people. You would not believe how many people are assuming I'm going to sell them something right off the bat, even though I'm saying, Hey, things are going good here. I just wondering what's happening with you. No, I don't need any. I'm like, need any what? Right. There was nothing for sale. There's nothing for sale. I've had you you on some of my shows and like speed networking with Mike and Ira. And we were doing that, you know, and we're like, Damon, tell everybody what you do. And you're like, so like <laughs> nonchalant, you know what I mean? Like you're the opposite of this. Uh, but yeah, but so many people come on and, and just go for the kill. Yeah. Where every post is like a sales pitch. And it's like, bro, just, just relax. Yeah. You know, if they think about social media and networking in general as a marathon and not a sprint, I think that mm-hmm. will help. Right. Yeah. I totally understand the quota the pressure of, you know, every month the number starts over. I get it. Look, I mean, I did it for decades. Yeah. I oh, yeah. Sold professionally, 
business to business sales for over two decades, but I've been selling since I was five years old. I was just that, I was that guy, natural salesman. Um, But the thing that I understood, and you and I have talked about this before too, I learned how to sell the best from my stepdad. Now, what's funny is my mom is actually out, out the door, and I don't think she's ever heard me say this. She can hear, I think she can hear this. But her husband at the time, his name was Bill Taylor. Bill Taylor was born and raised in Arkansas. Okay. He had a speech impediment, but he was a good old boy. And what I learned from him was to chew the fat. I call it the aw shuck sales approach. I'll be in your office for 30 minutes chewing the fat, talking about anything but printing or graphics or marketing or whatever I'm selling at the time. Right? As long as you're willing to sit there and talk with me. Why? Because I know for every minute that I stand there and we communicate about anything other than business, I'm endearing myself to you. Hopefully that's the goal, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about the weather or sports teams or what I used to do, a trick that I used to do in cold calls person in person is I'd look for visual things that I could see, like they're rooting for sports or they've got a grandchild or a picture of a fish or a dog or whatever. You can see clues as to what people are interested in. And I would try to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. You you see a picture of a car or something. Yeah. Yeah. I would never tell them what I was there for until they, they, they almost always, it would, it would be so similar somewhere in the conversation. You would see a light switch go on and they would realize like, Oh, I don't even know you. What are you here for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would see that in people's faces be bewildered that how did this guy get all this out of me? I don't even know him, but you know, that was, that was the goal. Yeah. And it, it is. And that's, that's where I think that a lot of people, as you said, make the, make the mistakes in networking and how you can really use networking to build your business. And when we talk about networking, uh, John Boglino says he hunts the relationships. That's and right. I, I like that because it's like, it's like, hell, I like you, you like me, let's talk about some interesting stuff. And if well, business also, happens, it happens. Also this Damon, think about it this way. If you know that I'm a shoot to kill guy, meaning that I'm a high pressure sales rep yeah. and I'm going to go straight for the throat. How likely is it for you to want to refer me to somebody because you're like, Oh man, I'm going to sick Ira on that guy. Yeah, yeah that's true. You're, you're probably not going to do that. But if you know that I'm an aw shucks, gentle approach, I'm not going to, I'm not going to browbeat anybody. In fact, if anything, if, if I'm being completely transparent with people, I'm probably not as good at follow-up as I should be because mm-hmm. You know, if they're not naturally interested in working with me, I don't want to pursue it because, you know, that's just that's just my mentality. Yeah. And I probably left some food on the table or, or deals on the table because I haven't yeah. followed up as much. But I'm I am the opposite of a high pressure salesman. Now, don't get it twisted. I didn't say I'm not good at what I do. I think I'm very good at what I do. I just do it a completely different way. Yeah. But because I'm soft serve. I know that people are more inclined to give me that referral. And ultimately that's what I really want. I think the mistake people make on, on social media is they're trying to communicate directly to the audience that they think is trying to buy. And I say you're better off building an affiliate army, a referral army, because there's far more people who are not interested in what you do on social media than that are a potential prospect. So if you can get the people who are not, going to ever be able to buy from you to care about you enough to learn what you do and find you leads you will get far more leads than any inside sales team can ever produce you won't have to pay for ppc ads which are highly ineffective i don't know if people are paying attention but those ppc campaigns even the good ones you're talking about an 80 percent bounce rate 
Yeah, so you're paying for eight yeah. out of 10 clicks that, that are, you're wasting your money, especially if they're seven or $8 a click. Like, wow, that's yeah. a lot of wasted money. This is the opposite. This is where people want to do business with you because they already know, like, and trust you. Their tolerance for slow site speed or maybe, you know, the, the call to action isn't as clear. All those things. It's so much there. You get so much more grace from yes. people who like you already before they ever visit your website. And so that's what I'm building. It's very successful. Is it for everybody? No, it's not really for commodity type stuff. The stuff that I'm talking about is more specialty services and things that's custom. If you're talking about toothpaste or coffee, there's better ways to sell it. Yeah. But if you're selling any type of a service or anything where you've got to make a custom quote, I promise you this way it will be highly effective. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And and it's, it's like you said, you you build that affiliate army, you build those relationships around the people that that, you know, could potentially buy. There's maybe some buyers in there, maybe not, but you're really building the relationships universally so that if someone runs upon someone that needs digital media work like you produce, um, they'll, they'll remember Ira Bowman, Bowman Digital Media and and uh, refer you in. A lady signed up today. Thousand dollar a month client signed up out of the blue. Sent me a message this morning at 9 a.m. By 1 p.m., she had signed up for a thousand dollars a month service. We had never talked before about what I do, never. Mm -hmm. But she knew enough about what I do for my posts. She reached out and said, Hey, you know, I need website traffic, I need leads. And I'm like, I sent her a message back. I said, Well, I, I do organic. So if you're looking for paid search, that's not really my specialty. And uh, but if you want organic, then and, and then so we jumped on a phone call. Anyway, she signed up. She already knew me, liked me, and trusted me. Yeah. So there was no vetting process she had to go through. It was just like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. That's the kind of conversation that I'm having now. You could look at, and I sold expensive equipment for a long time. The plotters that I sold, some of them were up up of over a hundred thousand dollar machines. And you'd have a you'd have a buy cycle of 12 months. Yeah. But I remember back in, in 2019, I told you I had more business from the from the LinkedIn. Well, I was still selling the plotters back then. Now the price on a lot of those had come down. You know, you were talking like 10 grand to 25 grand for a lot of them. But because the um the vetting process was already pre-done in the social selling component, mm -hmm. now it's just a matter of making sure that the machine fits the specs that you need. And then whatever the it, time it takes for their company or their organization to cut the PO, it significantly reduced the buy cycle, which is mm -hmm. something we've never talked about. You and I don't think we've ever talked about. Yeah. That's the other component of this because trust is part. Usually they're going to want to talk to referrals that, you know what I mean? You want to some case studies or something like that. They're going to want to do some market research to, you know, maybe they need three quotes or four quotes or whatever yeah. processes. But a lot of that gets eliminated when they know they trust you. In fact, what happens if you're familiar with this phenomenon is you kind of get treated like an existing vendor. Yeah. And so a lot of times the existing vendor, even when they do multiple bids, they'll come back and say, Hey, we really want to do business with you, but we got this other quote. Can you match it or honor it? Get close so that we can justify it. Cause they will spend more with an existing vendor you find than mm -hmm. with an unknown commodity. And it comes down to trust. That's what it comes down to. So, whether you're meeting with people in person or you're meeting them online or you're doing some t type of hybrid, which I think, like you said, that's that's going to be around forever, like a hybrid component. The, the, main, the main objective for people should be meet more people 
and build trust relationships. Build yep. trust into your new relationship. It doesn't have to be like you don't have to marry somebody overnight. You know, you don't have to rush yeah. it. In fact, I think you gotta be able to take a breath on this relationship building and let it happen naturally. Let it, you know, you gotta be present, you gotta participate, but you know, let it let it come as it comes. And then when it comes, it'll be so much better. Cause it won't it won't come across as you're you're just a slimy snake oil salesman trying to sell them something like the person that you you referenced earlier who said i don't need any like you didn't even offer me any yeah yeah like and you it's thought you, you thought you were there to sell them something you don't want to come off that way yeah yeah exactly exactly so well ira it's been great so you're going to be talking uh talking to you today you're going to be doing a tedx talk on april 30th in wilmington right yeah so that's right outside of uh philadelphia it's like the mm -hmm. south of philadelphia by about 30 minutes but I'll be out there on April 30th. I think my, my talk is scheduled to go at 9.45 in the morning. It's a little early, but uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I know that um, Dan Young, Dr. Dan Young is the, the, the main person who put it together. He said the video will probably be available for people who can't come like a couple weeks after. Okay. But what yeah. I'm doing with that one is I'm talking about how I went from laid off to, to six-figure business owner uh, in under 12 months. and yeah. The title of the talk is a, is a LinkedIn strategy that works. We're going to be talking about some of the same stuff. I'm going to be giving tips in that talk, things that nice. actual tips that people can follow. And uh, obviously, if you watch the talk, you get that information for free. That is usually something I charge for. Yeah. So, you know, people will, people will, I think, really like that talk. If they've, if they've been interested in this conversation, it'll take it just a, an, another step with the actionable tips. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, Ira... Always awesome. To, it's just incredible to be able to talk to you and be able to just to, to catch up too, because we've been both been busy running in different directions and, and, you know, prayers, prayers for Lizzie, prayers for you and Alicia, just because you, you get to, you get to coordinate the work amongst the kids and, and, and taking care of her uh, and, and, and life and your business. And uh, it's, it's great to get you on. If people uh, can't, uh, catch the April 30th, the TEDx talk in Wilmington of you, they should look for the replay of that. I'm sure you're going to be sharing that online too, as after that's out and published. Oh yeah. And but, I have on TikTok, I have uh TikTok's not really my scene. I'm a little old for TikTok, honestly, but I do have, if you find me Ira M Bowman on TikTok, I have 13 or 14 videos on there. They're three oh, minutes yeah. each. And those are free. Those are those are LinkedIn tips. People can watch and, and get some free advice on how to how to get some more out of their LinkedIn activity for free. You know, yeah. I was I was trading followers. Hopefully, I was giving away good information, hoping that people would follow me. That was the idea. There you go. There you go. So get get Ira M Bowman on on TikTok. Your Ira M Bowman on Twitter. Yeah, and, and Instagram. And Instagram. Yep. And it's got there's the a, M in it. It's got the M in it. That's the thing. Yeah, there's I, a famous I, Ira Bowman who played basketball for the 76ers and now he's the Auburn Tigers uh basketball coach. So okay. he's Ira Bowman on a lot of the social media because they got there first. So yeah. I'm, I'm Ira M. Bowman. All right. All right. Well, thanks for being here today, Ira. Thanks everyone for listening. If you haven't uh seen or talked enough to Ira. Bowman Digital Media, Ira Bowman. Check him out on LinkedIn. Check out his website, Bowman Digital Media. And we will be back again. Today's Thursday. Next week. 
<laughs> talking <laughs> to more people on the basis of business. Thanks so much, everyone, for being here today.